1: You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome to a new week. Uh, even if it doesn't really feel like a new week, I think we're all in kind of this strange space of, of self-quarantine, home 24-7, with the exception of you guys in Sweden. Um, and so it's it's kind of a strange space to be in and, and to start a new week, really week three of being home with the family, being uh, working from home, or perhaps not working at all due to what's happening with the coronavirus. um, I think we're all kind of grappling now with the reality of the situation. Um, And I recorded this episode with my guest, her name is Liv Chapman, weeks ago, but our conversation and and what we talk about is so relevant to what's going on. And Liv is the COO and co-founder of Inner Glow Circle, which is a coaching practice that helps women uh, really move into their purpose, change careers, get out of an old path that wasn't serving them into a path, whatever that, that may be, that brings them joy and financial success and all of the things that you want for yourself in your life that you deserve to have in your life. And you know, when we had this conversation, I had no idea what was coming for all of us. And that's why I'm so thrilled to share her words and her message with you because it's just so apropos, um, you know, talking about stopping and getting present and bringing in self-awareness. Everything that we're all doing right now, because essentially we don't have a choice. And Tiger King is—we've watched all the episodes, so we have to do some more internal work. Um, But it's just brilliant, you know, what she shares, and and she gives you tactical takeaways um on doing that because I think for a lot of us we don't really know where to start. You know, we know that we're not happy with our current career situation or perhaps our careers have been taken away from us uh, through this. And so she's she's offering a lot of um, insight and peace really to get that process started so that you can now make a change that when we all come out of this this situation, you're gonna be in such a better place. You're gonna be so ahead of the game because you've, you've settled down and you've done the work and you you can create a plan essentially for yourself. And she is offering, um, a lot of great takeaways for free that are all in the show notes to work with her, to, um, get some great, uh, workshop type materials that you can start right now after listening to this and get going. Um, so if you love this episode, please share it with a friend, really someone who needs to hear this, this message. Maybe they're floundering or they don't really know what's next, this is a really great impetus to start that process. Um, reviews have been coming in. We are over a hundred reviews on the podcast, which is so exciting because it's hard to get reviews. You know, it's hard to get people to, to do that extra step, even if they love the show so much. I mean I know I'm one of those people that kind of just skips through too. So to those of you who have left reviews, thank you from the bottom of my heart. and if you love the show, you've been listening for a while. Um, If you just hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, it would mean so much, and I read each and every one. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with the amazing Liv Chapman. If you've been feeling especially stressed and anxious lately, and let's be real, who hasn't? One of the best things you can do is add CBD to your diet. CBD works on your body's own endocannabinoid system, so you're naturally feeling less stressed and anxious, and it also helps you get a much better sleep, which is incredible for your immune system. So head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com and place your order, and I'm throwing in a special gift for all of you this week. So enjoy. Hello, Liv. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I always enjoy speaking with other mothers who have just incredible life stories. I mean, I guess every mother does, but you really seem to fit the
0: bill. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here and also be with a fellow boy mom. Yeah. (laughs) A unique challenge of its own. So,
1: (laughs) Very true. Um, But take us back. I mean, what happened in your life that led you to the work that you're doing now? What was the spark?
0: Totally. So I started my career professionally as a school teacher. So I had taught in DC public schools for six years, elementary school. And what I kept running into, this was way before, and like if you asked me 10 years ago, I never wanted to have kids. I was like, oh God, no, 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 I would never have children, right? But the thing that, you know, everything comes full circle, the thing that I really noticed as an educator was like, you can work so much with the kids, but the real game changers in the community are the mothers. Mm. Those are the, you know, the people who have the most impact on the kids' lives, the most influence on, you know, even school policies. I'm sure your kids are school age. Do they go to public school or private school? Are they now they're uh, in public, school? elementary public school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, they're always asking parents and mothers to contribute information or ideas or money <laughs> or whatever. And so... Mm-hmm. I just noticed that there was so much power in the the feminine and power with the mothers in the community, and so I started talking to a lot of them, and then starting, you know, really what got me into coaching and now running a um, an online training company for coaches was working with mothers and working with preteen and teen girls, and so Mm. that's kind of how I shifted out of you know traditional education, and I started. hosting workshops for moms and for daughters and which led me to coaching and eventually partnering with inner glow circle and developing their, you know, educational programming. So,
1: Wow. But take us back, because I, I read a post of yours that was so beautifully written about you being in your classroom in like a back closet or something like that. Oh, take us yeah, Take us to yeah. that, because that really... Oh, you really the
0: dark, the dark closet story. Yeah, lay it <laughs> on us, because I feel like, you know, you,
1: you say I, I did teaching, and now I'm doing yeah. this, and it just seems so seamless and easy, but I know that can't
0: be the case, because oh, God, that's no. not real life. Yeah, let me tell you the real... Thing. So I loved teaching. I, I really did love working with the kids. I, I Teach now, just very differently than uh, in the public schools. But I just kept feeling like I had more to offer than what was possible inside of the constraints of public school. And so I would complain that, like, I hate you know having to do state testing, and I hate that they're taking away our kids' resources and re- uh, recess because of lack of funding and all mm-hmm. of this. And but these surface level complaints were really just that you know underneath that was the fact that I couldn't even live out my own purpose or be fully alive in my job because it just wasn't the right place for me. And so it was eating me alive and Mm. I, I would get so frustrated and I had such bad anxiety. Like I was manifesting all these physical symptoms. It was hard to go to work every morning. I was really like remedying that with like partying and bad relations and like a lot of distractions. And I would just wake up every Monday morning, especially and be like, I can't do this anymore and I remember I was at a baseball game, um, and I met this woman there, and she was like, so what do you do, like the most commonly asked question, and I just go into this long thing about how I like, I'm so unfulfilled at my job, and blah, 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 and she's like, well, I know this girl, and she's a life coach, and I really think you need to talk to her, and I was like, rude, but okay. (laughs) And that is actually my current business partner, Katie. So I I literally took a call with her crying in my storage closet, like when my students were out at recess. And I think I had to like pay another teacher 20 bucks to watch them because we were so underfunded that like, if you Mm -hmm. wanted your kids to go to recess, you had to go with them. So I remember just crying in the storage closet and, and Katie saying like, what do you actually want? And I was like, I have no idea, but I know it's not this there's pieces of it that I love, but it's not this. And so I hired her like with the last bit of money in my savings account. And, you know, slowly that year just became creating these courses and moving out of traditional public education into more, you know, workshops and working for myself. And then, um, you know, about six months later, I got my coaching certification and I just remember I had called my principal one day and I was like, I'm done. I, I'm not coming back next year. Um, I drove and I would always say to myself, like I was in DC traffic every morning and I'd be like, mm. okay, it's going to take me two hours to get to work this morning. If I drove the other direction, it's two hours to the beach. And one morning I literally was like, I'm going to the beach instead.
1: Wow!
0: So I did go back and finish out the school year though. Cause I really did love the kids, but then I was done and I started my business and partnered with IGC about a year and a half later. And what is IGC? IGC is Inner Glow Circle. So it's a company founded by Katie. And it was, you know, really when it started, it was for coaches and like-minded women to talk about spirituality, do personal development work. Um, And what we kept finding was that a lot of women wanted to become coaches. And so Katie invited me on as a partner um, to help write all the curriculum, since that's what my previous life was. I think that's so
1: amazing. Like this, the stuff that happens into our life, like what you went to school for, what you were doing for, you know, five plus years really prepared you to move into this higher purpose and and this higher level of work that was more fulfilling for you. Um, and really the impetus was, you just knew that that wasn't what you wanted to do. And I think that that's so common with women in the world. You don't know what would fulfill you. You don't know that next step, but you know that you don't want to stay where you are right now.
0: Like not doing it. And I would ask myself that. I'm like, I don't, there was part of me at some point in my life that wanted to educate. Right. So I'm not totally off
1: Mm -hmm.
0: here, but I, I remember really like auditing my life almost on a daily basis and being like, do I want this? Do I not want this? And I, I actually, I'll get to the breakup with my ex and the parent, the father of my children, and probably at some point in this podcast, but I i told my new boyfriend, I was like, every day I wake up and I ask myself, like, do I want you or not? And he's like, well, <laughs> that's uh... rude. <laughs> I'm like, what parts mm-hmm. of my life are working for me and what parts aren't? And it's like that level of awareness, mm-hmm. parenting, relationships, business, all of it, like that I really learned from, you know, going through that major career shift process.
1: That's incredible. And I think, again, self-awareness and just awareness of, of, of what is going on in your life in the present moment mm. is critical in, yeah. in happiness, in fulfillment, and all of that. So talk to us about IGC and how it kind of moves the needle in these women's lives. I mean, I'm sure when they walk in the door, I mean, do most women know that you know, they want a major life change or they just come in because they don't
0: really know what they want? You know, that's such a good question. And it's something that we look at, like literally data and research wise all the time. So Mm -hmm. we, we see quite a mix. Like we do have a lot of women that a lot of women who have just become moms or they want to have more flexible careers. They want to be able to, you know, be there for their children or travel or, um, you know, experience different passions in life outside of a nine to five. And so, you know, starting a coaching or consulting or online business allows a lot of women to be able to do that. So we do have some that are just like, I want this, I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we do have some women who are like, you know, maybe it'll turn into a business, but like, I just want to go through the process. I want to see what this intense level of personal development will do Uh, For my career, or for my relationship, or Mm -hmm. how I show up as a you know partner or mother or friend, and it's very interesting. I would say that most people now come to start a business or to add a branch to their current business, or you know even just a part time income stream. Um, But I think what those women are most surprised about is the internal transformation that takes place. Like they're like, "What's my ROI? When can I take clients? When can I start a business?" And they're like, "Holy crap!" I they have completely changed and shifted my mindset and, you know, my commitments even.
1: Is that what happened to you when you were kind of getting coached and, and thinking about things differently?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. And I know you, you went through a coaching program Mm -hmm. too. So I'm sure you understand this to a degree, but I just remember like you are, it's like, everything's a mirror in coaching. Yeah. And I just remember when, you know, you're constantly held this mirror up to show you who you are what you want, and then someone who's like, "Yeah, that's actually possible." I I just remember being like, "Whoa," mm-hmm. because I was raised in a pretty strict Catholic home, and you know, we weren't like super religious, but it, my parents were pretty strict, you know, and like it was like you you know you go to school, you be excellent, <laughs> like no excuses, no, and and you go to college, and you get a regular job, and and. Like that's it. No one had ever said like, but what do you really want to do, yeah. Olivia? And and that question still, like I said, I ask myself almost every day. And I mean, you know, I don't throw everything away that I don't want. I'm not like one of those people who's like, nope, I'm go <laughs> today, like X, Y, Z, my sorry. life. <laughs> but it's a little bit deeper than that. And sometimes it's like we don't want the surface level problems, but if, you know, we want the experience or we want the outcome of being inside of difficult situations, and so. I love that. That's love really that. the the key of coaching. It's like, what do you want from this? And are you willing to get uncomfortable to get it?
1: Yeah. And what do you think, I think, scares most people from doing the internal work? Because really that's what it is. That's what I always talk about on the podcast. In my meditations, it's like, yeah. you're doing the work right now. Why do you think most people shy away and, and just remain on autopilot?
0: Well, I think that it's something to do with permission and i don't mean permission from the outside world i mean permission from ourselves i i think that we're often i mean for me it's like i hadn't seen anybody in my whole life do this and sometimes just seeing another woman or role model or mentor do something is enough right but then you also have to say like wait if she can do it then i somewhere have the capacity to do my version of that right or i could somehow create that and then when you really realize your potential it's like Oh no! Like I can't not do this, mm-hmm. and I think some people are afraid of that. You know, like if you really know that there's resources, free or paid, that can help you, you have you can make the time, you can create the energy, or you know cr- you have the capacity to create anything. It's almost like, oh no! Now that you opened that door, you can't close it again. You mm-hmm. know, you can't close it, and I think that's scary. Yeah. I think to really get in touch with your own power and potential, and then, you know, I've experienced even like the guilt or shame around not living up to it. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's hard to live with too.
1: Well, and talk to us about the the guilt, not just you know being a mom and balancing a business and and your children, but the guilt overall of, of pushing outside of other people's expectations of who they think you should
0: be. Yeah, and it. Like it's tough. I always say, like, especially in interviews and stuff, like, re- like eradicating the guilt is a practice. You know, like experiencing guilt is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing. And we can either beat ourselves up or we can say, Am I doing the best I can? If I'm not, what you know, small change or what one thing can I do today to shift out of this? I, I don't think the guilt is so much like bad. I think it's, it's just an arrow that points us into our next step and and asks us to reevaluate our lives and what we want to improve and how we want to do better. I think, you know, I'll just use the example of leaving my teaching job. I was up for a $25,000 bonus, which in the world of teaching is like insane. And I had already accepted it but I didn't read in the in the fine print that it meant you had to stay on for another year Mm. and so I remember calling my dad and I was like 24 25 I don't remember and I was like you're gonna kill me but I turned down the bonus and of course he's like you have to pay your student loans (laughs) with that." like I turned down the bonus and I left my job and I just I at that at that time I was internalizing like everything that he was putting on me, like I didn't, I knew in my heart that it was the right decision. And I could either go with that, or I could go and feel guilty for upsetting my dad. Mm-hmm. And I really had to say, like, this is his stuff, this is my stuff. And and when you can kind of distinguish between what the world wants for you, or what your parents want for you, or what your spouse or friends or what everyone else is doing, and say, but I want this for myself, and then choose it every single day, it's the challenge, but it's also you know, where all the possibility comes from.
1: Yeah. It's true freedom in my mind. I mean, you are choosing and designing your life every single day. That's different. That's rare. And that's extremely beautiful.
0: Right. And, and I think that everyone can do that. And it doesn't have to look like a business or a motherhood or leaving a job, but it's, it's just saying, I just look at like some of these posts on Instagram. I shared one last night actually of these like older, uh, People who are sharing like their life advice, and I do ask myself that. As more of as it may seem, I'm like, I, if I'm on my deathbed, am I mm-hmm. going to be like, wow, I totally missed that opportunity because so and so thought I should do something else? Right. And I know I don't want. I, I don't. want, I did that for six years as a teacher, and I, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel that. I'd rather, you know live my own truth. And as terrifying as that may be sometimes.
1: Right. Right. Am I going to be able to pay the bills this month? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but I'm doing it for so much more. No, I mean, you had me beat like you left your career, college career after six years, I was in the government work for 10, um, 11 years. Yeah. And again, it was like, why would I leave now? I'm almost to 20 years where you get, you know, retirement. This right, is crazy.
0: And retirement and- yeah.
1: And and again, same upbringing. Like I grew up in DC, very strict Catholic oh, yeah. parents is very bizarre but again it's a mirror yeah Yeah. um and I I'm the third of four children and I think being in that birth line position maybe was to my advantage because I didn't have the pressure of the oldest or you know I I don't know I was able to kind of just do my own thing thank God and to bring in that self-awareness I mean I didn't have a I guess I did go to coaching but I didn't have you know I don't know, it's just, it's something. It's hard for me to put into words, but what you went through, I think is similar to mine. I wish I would have done it earlier, especially as a mom. Um, But women who are coming through your practice and you're teaching them, what are some key things? Like for the woman listening to this right now, that she can start doing to have that aha moment that we both did Mm -hmm. to change her life for the better so she can be there for her kids, so she can pursue work that actually is fulfilling to her. What are some things that she can do?
0: Oh great, great question. So I'm just gonna do like kind of go back to what I actually did because it worked. (laughs) But like the first thing I did was actually like wake up every morning and I would do like morning writing and I'm I'm like, I have a love-hate relationship with journaling. I I do like to record myself talking on my phone now more than like writing it out. But at the time I was like, I need to figure out like what the thing is that's missing or incomplete or why do I feel unfulfilled, right? Because I, I actually didn't know what it was. I just knew it wasn't what I was doing. And so when I would write in the mornings, I would really take a look at my life and I'd be like, what did I love about yesterday? Or what am I looking forward to? T- like what parts of my life do I actually love? And what do I want to change? And, you know, some days it would be pages and pages. Some days it would be like three or four sentences. And then from those, like, what do I want to change? I would actually start thinking like, okay, what is one step that I can take to create the change? And sometimes it was little things. Like I remember getting a dog at one point because I really just like, I wanted, I wanted one, right? Like what is one thing in my life that would bring me joy was like having a pet. So Mm. I got a dog, right? And it like, it took me a long time to be able to even do that now that I think about it. But I remember just going from the what's not working list and promising myself that I would do one thing every day to, to shift that part of the list. Mm. And then you asked for three things. So so morning writing about what's working and what isn't, and then taking an action. And then finding a mentor. Like hiring Katie as my coach was terrifying. And I know not everyone has no one has money for personal development, right? It's not like everyone's like, you know, save all of your first communion money for your first life, coach, right? <laughs> like nobody says that. And so I had to really get creative to be able to do that. But I remember her asking me, like, the whole cost of working with her at the time was like $2,000 or something, which was like, whoa, like that's more than I make in a month as a school teacher, you know? Um, but she said, you know, you have savings and what were you going to spend it on? And I said, well, I was going to go to Jamaica with my girlfriends. And she was like, okay, like, is your life going to change if you go to Jamaica? And I'm like, no, I'm probably going to like blow a lot of money and be hungover and like feel bad about myself after. And she was like, so, She's like, I promise that if we work together, you will not be hungover and <laughs> <laughs> hate yourself. And I was like, okay. So I creatively did that, but like, whether you pay someone or you find someone, you know, a friend or, or a mentor, and you know, IGC in uh, our Glow Circle has a really great Facebook community, and I know there's a lot of women finding mentors and friends and um, business partners and collaborators and stuff. And so I can share that with your audience if you'd like, but. Yeah, finding a mentor was huge for me. Just someone who I was like, wow, she's actually doing what she wants to be doing. And like, it's very different than traditional work and mm-hmm. so forth. And And so that was really inspirational to me. And then the last thing I'll give as a tip is like, just stop beating yourself up. So like, if you miss something that you want to do, if you break a commitment to yourself, like it's so easy to just be like, screw it. Like I'm failing at this again. Mm -hmm. But what I had to realize was like, every time I, you know, what is that saying? Throw in the towel. I, I, it felt like I was starting all over again. And Mm -hmm. that I didn't like that feeling. And so I, I consciously made the effort to just like forgive myself. And how I grew up, it was very much like, you were expected to get an A, you were expected to be on time, you were expected to look put together and all of that. And my expectations for myself are so high so that if I, you know, if I didn't do one thing, I was like, oh my God, like I'm the worst. And I just remember like shifting that to say like, okay, I mean, I'm not, I'm not much farther forward, but I didn't go backwards. So I'm going to have some grace. I'm going to forgive myself and just keep it moving.
1: Yeah. And I wonder too, how many of our parents' voices are speaking in our heads? It's not even really our voice. It's, right. It sounds like our voice, but it's really all of this old culture, all of this old dogma that we grew up with yeah. and were impressioned upon. And yeah. the fact that you realize that and you actually weighed the options, do I want this bonus or do I want to live the life that I, like I'm getting chills even remembering what you said, because it's just so profound. And it's such a, a small moment that completely
0: shifted your entire life. Like I, I'm just yeah. in awe of that decision. Well, and I think to myself, I'm like, gosh, like $25,000 at at the age of 24 or 25. I don't remember exactly. That was like, I had never had access to money like that as a school teacher, you know? And I was like, whoa. But I do remember, I was like, this is God or the universe saying like, are you serious, Olivia? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really going to do this thing that you say you're going to do and I was really into Gabby Bernstein and you mentioned her before mm-hmm. we started this I was really into her at the time and like looking for signs looking for signs everywhere and I yeah. was like this is just another sign that like it's now or never for me
1: yeah it seemed like you had done the internal work though before that was presented to you so you had like fertile ground and then when it came it's like you knew you know yeah. you had you listened to the whispers yeah. leading up to that
0: yeah, I mean, I think I like still cried in bed for a few days trying to decide and <laughs> going back and forth. And, wow. but, you know, we got there.
1: Yeah, oh, it's so amazing. And going back, I just wanted to touch on this. When you talk about finding a mentor, I think that there's a lot of people who, who feel like, well, I'm weak if I seek external help or I can just talk to my friend, but it's so much more beneficial to have someone with a strategy. So can you talk to us yeah. a little bit about that and the power of actually hiring someone?
0: yeah. I think ultimately the, the, the greatest shift will happen with a paid coach or even obviously therapy. I'm a huge advocate for therapy, although it's quite different than coaching. Uh, I have my own therapist, my own coach. <laughs> like So, I you know, each, each serves a different purpose. But I think there's something energetically that changes how you show up to the relationship when there's money involved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, you know, we have coaches at all different types of price points, and I know it's possible to seek Something in your in your price range, but there is something different when you're walking into a, a meeting or a call or a Zoom video with someone who you have invested in to help you grow. And and they show up quite powerfully as well. Like a trained coach is really meant to um, I often tell my clients, especially new ones who are new to coaching, I'm like, I might piss you off and I'm really, really sorry, but know that it's because I'm showing you what's possible. And sometimes that can be really triggering. It can be mm-hmm. like, everything's on the table now. There's no more excuses. And so hiring someone who's willing to stand for you, that's you know a phrase we use a lot in coaching is like to take a stand for you. And I would describe it as like, you would stand up for your friend if they were being bullied, but are you going to stand up to yourself if you're bullying yourself or you're not Mm -hmm. living up to what you say you want? And a coach will do that for you. They'll stand for you. And I think having that level of support is just, I would definitely, I don't even know if I, I mean, maybe eventually I would have gotten here, but if I hadn't hired Katie then, Mm -hmm. I didn't have anyone else in my life that was, willing to challenge me but in a way that moved me forward and not based on their agenda but based on the what I told her that I wanted she mm-hmm. was like challenging me to actually do what I said I wanted to do and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know my parents would challenge me to do what they wanted to do and my you know and that's normal in relationships right. but a coach's sole purpose is to hold you accountable to what you say you want to do
1: yeah
0: and that was really profound
1: I love that. I love that. So we've covered a lot of ground. Um, If there were one takeaway that you would want to leave with the listener today, what would you want her to remember from this talk?
0: Wow. I think the most important thing that you have to remember is that if you have an idea or you have a vision or you have a passion, it was not implanted in your brain and in your heart for nothing And it's uniquely yours and it's your responsibility to go live it and to go find that one thing you can do every day to move you closer to it. And I promise you that that is going to be the thing that shifts things, right? When you start to move just baby steps towards your purpose, whether it's hiring a coach or a mentor or starting to journal or reading a personal development book instead of watching Housewives. And, you know, I watch all that crap, so no judgment. But (laughs) it's taking those little steps. It's going to start uncovering the path of what's next. And so don't discount the vision because it wouldn't be there if it wasn't meant for you to create.
1: Mm, That's so on point and so true. Um, But I do have some rapid fire questions for
0: you. Okay, ready. Okay. A beautiful life is... Peace, presence, and family.
1: Um, I'm grateful for.
0: My children, my business partner, and my brain.
1: Hmm. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on?
0: That being different is okay. And that charting your own course is where the miracle is. I
1: love that I love that that was perfect cool. um especially like what
0: we talked Pressure's about
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always I always wonder like should I send them the questions before but I no. don't I don't because what you say I think is so authentic and so real in the moment when you haven't had time to think about well what would the audience really want to hear like yeah. it's just it's just truth coming out of you yeah so hope. thank you thank you for thank that. you I love it Okay, so how can our audience
0: find you online? Find your book? Uh, talk to us about your book really quickly. Okay, my book hasn't launched yet. I just had a meeting with my editor, though, and it's due to launch um, late summer, early fall of this year. It's called Old Soul New Money, and it's helping the modern entrepreneur or entrepreneur get in touch with the inner wisdom they need to make some real money in the wow. digital age. So. Fabulous. And then yeah. what's your Instagram and all of that? Instagram is at the Liv Chapman. And I will just say, if you're interested in any coaching or personal development or more inspiration at inner glow circle is, you know, where you can get connected to tons of free resources as well as other women in the personal development space.
1: Yeah, And I can speak for just really incredible, inspiring content. I was like going over your page and it's just really well done. Really
0: beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You too. I stalked you all morning. So... (laughs) honored (laughs) family too thank you so much Liz. it was really i loved i love what you're doing and i love everything you stand for so this is a real pleasure Mm. for me today
1: likewise you have been listening to the motherhood unstressed podcast and i'm your host liz carlisle thank you so much for tuning in and uh if you love this episode please share it with at least one friend Tag us on your Instagram stories. That's a great way to support the show. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss out on a morning meditation or on an interview with an incredible person doing incredible work in the world. Um, And if you haven't already, um, please hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts because it really does uh, boost the show's rating and just it gets the message out to more and more listeners. So thank you.